Welcome to the Lead Me Grow to Great Leadership podcast. I'm your host and founder of Lead Me Academy, Jackie Kennedy. This podcast features top thought leaders in various industries as they share their knowledge, insights, and practical advice to help you and your team level up your leadership and personal development. Today, I get to speak with Tulakazi, a South African brewmaster and a woman of many firsts. She founded Brewster's Craft in 2015, which is the first black female-owned and operated brewing company in South Africa. In 2018, she became the youngest and first black female chairperson of the Institute of Brewing and Distilling in the Africa section. In 2019, she became the founding chairperson of the Beer Association of South Africa. And in 2020, Tolakazi launched her own beer and cider brand, Tolakazi Craft Beer. In our conversation, we will discuss the history of women in beer, what it's like to be a leader in a male-dominated industry, the role of values in leadership, and so much more. Let's get started. Welcome, Apiwe. Thank you for joining me this morning. How are you doing? Thank you for having me. I'm well, thanks. How are you doing, Jackie? I am very well. I'm, I am feeling midweek bumped, a busy, busy week, but excited <laughs> to be chatting with you today. <laughs> yeah, no, it is, uh, the weather is promising to be quite cold and yeah. Yeah, no, totally. It keeps changing at this time of the year in Cape Town. Eh? Um, so let's let's dive straight in. So from what we hear, you're a woman of many firsts. So we'd love to start off by learning a little more about you and your journey. Um, perhaps you can start off by telling us a little bit about your professional brewing career, which apparently began in 2007. Um, could you tell us about the early days and, and how you became passionate about beer? Yes. Um. Yeah. So I, I'm actually a microbiologist. So I have honors in microbiology, and that's how I got into the the beer thing. I didn't even know there was such thing called a brewer. <laughs> and uh, so I I studied microbiology, and I uh, was fortunate enough to get a uh, into SAB through their graduate recruitment program, and that's where I trained as a brewer. Um, and over time, I actually kind of fell in love with with the industry, beer, and its people, and just seeing people come together to enjoy a good beer. Lovely. And and did you always know you had an entrepreneurial dream to own a business, or, or what made you take that leap? Yeah, so when I was still uh, at SAP, actually, like my initial training was on brewing the commercial beers. And um, as I moved up in the company, I was introduced to the craft beer world. I was actually appointed as a craft specialist within the company. And I used to brew for different festivals. I got to meet other people who had started their own businesses in the industry got to understand what was happening globally um and people love my beer so they all kept on saying no but why don't you just start your own brewery um and i was like oh no it's not for me actually i'm i'm happy <laughs> and over time i think kind of grew in me and i think the other influence for me was the fact that my parents my dad actually is um also left he's a, he used to be a teacher and he left teaching while i was still quite young to start his own business so i kind of grew up in a family of entrepreneurs so it was it was not a foreign world. And as I talked to him about it, he also encouraged that, you know what, you know, if if people feel you've got there's something in there, 
you know they they like the product you think you know there's the the the, the global trends could something that could actually um you see in south africa and it could be a business and he always encouraged you know why not so that's how i actually got into it fantastic okay so you kind of had an idea of what you were in for making that leap into entrepreneurship Yeah so I I I had an idea but um obviously the every journey is different and um I don't think anything could have prepared me for for the journey I've had in the last few years um it's been exciting but you know it's one of those things where you like I wouldn't wish this on my on my worst enemy if they didn't know what was happening but um it's been it's been interesting um and and fulfilling and you know and and I think that thing of waking up each morning um having done what you are passionate about uh for me that that is like the cherry on top Mm, amazing and if you would tell me it's so interesting to hear you say i wouldn't um, i wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy and uh, tell us just a little bit about what have maybe what have been some of your kind of greatest challenges in this entrepreneurship journey yeah i mean if you had asked me this question before covid i probably would have um, given you a different answer but in the last 2 years with covid and everything for me that has been the the lowest point uh when when covid happened in 2020 um i had just uh, received funding to open up my own brewery with 6 months into production um so covid and with the alcohol bans that we had in the country uh actually meant like a, a a total standstill in the business i had employed started employing people i had eight staff uh eight permanent staff members you know having to let go of people you know that emotion of actually you know telling people that you know what i've tried um i know you guys depended on this your families depended on me making this business work and there's nothing more i can do on my end um and we just have to close down so for me that has been um i'll say if it is a highlight in challenges if there's such an <laughs> i know it's contradictory but it's been my highlight in my challenges just going through all that sure that is an incredible journey and i can just imagine how tough it must have been but at as you say the flip side of that what has been the silver lining or what has been the greatest takeouts for you um you know for me i decided to focus more on um the positives um out of everything um you know i i took it as a as a learning that i did not i did not cause covid so let me control what i can control and that is you know my my ip what my passion my um what what is in within in, in me so what i lost was brick and mortar it was um stainless steel tanks uh, you mm-hmm. know but the passion and all that that was still in me so i decided you know let me just focus my energies on on keeping the business going using what i have and just rebuild um the brand my brand dologazi and um i mean in the past we i'm almost in um, a year now since i closed the brewery i closed it june last year so it's been quite a um, i mean i think fulfilling interesting journey challenging with its own different challenges but i think seeing the brand seeing people receive the brand so well and people actually you know appreciating you know the um the effort and the passion that I'm putting in for me I'll say that is the highlight 
Mm, I love that. Okay, so really just focusing on what's within your control and finding ways to make it work. Um, And it's lovely to hear the passion is still alive within you. So uh, tell us a bit more about your Tokalazi uh, brand and the beverages you produce using local ingredients. Yeah, so this is actually um, also one of those things where initially I initially never wanted to own my own brand. Um, I always had to say, you know, um, it, I think it's like any any young lady when you're growing up and you always tell people, you know, I don't want to have kids. I love my sister's kids as my own. I love my, my brother's kids as my own. Um, you know, I don't want to have kids. For me, I always initially wanted to really support other entrepreneurs. And that was the basis of, of, of Bruce's craft. You know, it was a hub for new entrepreneurs in the space. I enjoyed helping other people set up their brands and helping them, you know, navigate the space using my learnings. And at some point, um, yeah, I think also through people saying, no, but why not? Why not? Why not? Over time, I'm like, actually, why not? Um, so I launched Tolokazi um, in, in 2019. We're supposed to have our official launch in 2020. This is a brand for me that encompasses still what I what my passions are, which is Africa. Um, you know, celebrating who we are as African brewers, sharing with the world, you know, that we exist and have our own unique ways of brewing. Like if you go to Germany, they've got a quite rich history and 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 and, and uh, of, of brewing. But I always found that when people come to South Africa or Africa, we don't really give them like our uniqueness. We always, you know, um take to to the game reserves we give them our food but when it comes to beers we we don't have anything that um represent who we are as Africans. so through the brand i wanted to celebrate that so i use uh local ingredients tologa is actually my claim name um so a claim name is like a um like a tribal name so mm-hmm. women that and you know in African culture women are still the only brewers so they will be um, called as a sign of respect by their clan names so if I was in the 17th century in some village somewhere and bring beer they would have called me Dologaz and for me through this brand I want to celebrate women um, and tell the story that you know women are still original brewers and in many cultures still the main brewers so even though through industrialization, things have shifted and now it's more of a male-dominated industry. Um, it's my way through this brand of, of telling our story and trying to see how do we reclaim our place as, as female in the brewing industry. Sure, I love that. Okay, so thank you so much for that that background and the kind of the history, a bit of the history of women in beer making and, and your clan name and how it all fits together. Um, and and so on that note, actually, it actually brings me to the to the next kind of question I wanted to ask you. Uh, there, there's a stereotype around craft beer, um, and and that it's brewed by uh, white bearded men. Um, what um, and um, what has it been like for you in craft beer? Not only as a woman, but a woman of color. Yes, you know, uh, for me, uh, yeah, it was two barriers where one, you are a woman, and then you, you are a woman of color. But you know, to be honest with you, um, I've had challenges, but you know what, what has worked in my favor is is the fact that I came from SAB, I came into the craft industry already having, um, you know, worked with the, with 
with the people within the craft industry while I was still in mainstream. So, you know, in terms of knowing what I what I was doing, people appreciated that, you know, I'm not just a an inverted commas, a pretty face. It was just not another woman who is um and you still get that with people like, like, who are you? Who do you think you are? But for me, being a brewmaster, and, and I always tell people, you know, I'm a brewer first who happened to be female, who happened to be black, but I want people to respect me for being a good brewer and be compared with other great brewers and, and, and the other stuff is secondary, you know? So it has been challenging. I mean, we, yeah, we've, we've all had those remarks and those looks, but for me, I've just um, kind of focused on, what I do and um, and everything else just follows that. Oh, I love that. And uh, tell me, so Aperia, should I actually be calling you Tolikazi? To, to. <laughs> yes, you can. I don't like actually love it. When I tell the story, we were all, all most of the people actually moved to calling me Tologas. I'm like, okay. I mean, it's always been um, like if I were to um, come to my home, uh, uh, that's what my parents call me. Uh, like, that's how everyone. <laughs> so, she'll be one of my names. So, yeah, why not? <laughs> love it. Okay, fantastic. And, and I found that so interesting. Is there anything else we should know about the history of women in beer making, especially in the African culture? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, it's, 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 I mean, if you look across the continent, uh, anywhere in Africa, whether all the way to the north, all the way to the south, it's still a uh, very much female-led Um <laughs> sorry uh female led industry um so that is quite interesting hmm. okay nice um so on that point uh Tulagazi, you were um mentioning uh you know it's really led by women in the african culture but i know that you have a big focus on training and hiring women uh why do you feel this is so important for the beer industry you know for me we we often talk of um transformation and and diversity and I mean yeah it, almost government entities will, will talk about how the liquor industry has to be transformed and um and all these industries that are, are marginalized against women and an end but for me it was always like but who's supposed to bring that change you're supposed to do something and we can't fold arms and wait for someone to do something so for me I felt you know um, I had to do what I could within my space to, to actually bring about that change that we always talk about. So I made a decision that, you know, um, where I can, I will be biased unapologetically towards hiring women, towards working with women, towards mentoring ladies. Um, not that I'm anti-men, I still work with with guys, I still hire um, guys. So in, in, in the brewery before we closed, out of the eight employees, I usually only had one man. Um, and we called him the queen because, they, you know, um, he, he was he was our um, the one man amongst the seven, eight ladies. So, um, you know, for me, it's, it's always about, you know, what can I do to, to actually bring about that change? And, and because I understand the challenges that we face as women, I think I'm in a, in a better position to maybe, you know, be, be, be more understanding uh, around other ladies also.
Mm, got you. I love that attitude. Can't wait. For, we can't wait for others to do something about it. We've got to do something about it and be that change. So I really love that, and it it resonates with me. As something else that really resonated with me was your Twitter tagline: "Be so good they can't ignore you." Where did this come from, and and how do you live by it? So that was actually. book um um be so good they can't ignore you uh, i just the, the author just uh, escaped me now um this was back in when when i just left uh sap 2015 um and i was trying to figure out you know where what what next what what do i want to do with the rest of my life um i actually attended a course at unisa um uh, thought leadership for africa's renewal because for me that whole thing of uh, what i said earlier on about you know how do we shine a spotlight to africa how do we how do we scream to the world hey we are here without actually making it um making them feel pity but more to prove ourselves so i read this book and um and for me i i have lived on on most of the philosophies on that book like you know that being so good they can't ignore you um, that whatever you do do it at your best um naysayers will say whatever they say but if you are good um there's they can't ignore you they have to they have mm-hmm. to take notice um and and so that's what I, i live on um you know the 10000 hour rule just you know practicing so in the last few years i've kind of obviously been building um the the uh, the career and 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 really proving myself in and and being so good that um it, i'm at a point where now i feel whoever is trying to ignore they just cannot ignore <laughs> <laughs> i love that and i think that is sound advice for our listeners you know just be so good no one can write you off they've got to take you seriously you know um i love that so so tell me as a leader in the south african beer scene what is your advice for women who are looking to take on leadership positions in male dominated sectors be so good they can't ignore you <laughs> <laughs> love it <laughs> i think it it's without saying much um you know whatever you do don't don't um you know don't talk yourself down don't um it doesn't matter your your upbringing it shouldn't matter who you are what, what you know what your circumstances are how you got to be where you are whatever other else ignore the the outside noise just focus on being good uh focus on being passionate about everything that you do and doing it to your best of our, of your ability everything else will follow if 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 you are out for money the money will come if you are out for fame the fame will come if you if you are out for whatever it is that you you is is like your north star in whatever you doing if if you are if you put in the passion you put in the you put in the work understand that obviously things will not happen overnight you you need put in the time um and and and, and actually be good in what you wanting to do um and 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 be the master of of whatever you trying to do and the rest will follow love that i really love it the rest will follow so it's just about you know bring the passion don't worry about your background it doesn't matter just be the best version of yourself um and and go after that north star so um tell us what has been your greatest learning on your personal leadership journey oh yeah the greatest learning for pe- uh, personal or like in general 
I think on this kind of on your personal leadership journey, you know, it's, I think leadership is personal, you know. Um, so what what's been the greatest learning there for you? Um, for me, it's 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 um, that you know to to bring about the change that you want, whatever that change is, you can't sit fold arms and wait for someone to do something you know um you you have to you need to lead from the front you need to be the example um you 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 must not just talk about whatever whatever needs to happen but uh for me leadership is about showing um what needs to be done and how it should be done and what the best way is and um so that people can learn from from how how you do things so for me that has worked um uh, well and um and then oftentimes people will tell me that you know I'm, I'm i'm a bit too soft because i do care you know i, I take the human element quite serious um you know sometimes as leaders we, we sometimes the numbers too much and forget that you're actually working with people with feelings um and and i always try to put myself in in somebody's shoes and say you know if, if this was me how would i have wanted um the situation best handled so um that has been obviously it's about balance it's not just being letting people walk all over you um but for me just just being being in touch and in, in in Africa, Africa we call it Ubuntu. So for me, I am for that I am because we are, and therefore I must never forget the everybody else around me in my quest to 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 be to greater. That I need to always be cognizant of everyone around me and and how they're feeling and 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 how they how they can actually add on to what I'm trying to achieve also. Mm, I love that. So it's almost the key two things there are as a leader, demonstrate the right behavior, lead from the front, lead by example, and then this idea of Ubuntu and the community and bringing them with you. Um, love that, uh, Tulakulzi. And so one last question. As Lead Me is all about creating leaders at all levels, can you describe what great leadership looks like to you? For me, great leadership, um, I try to, <laughs> to be that. Um, but um, from the people that I have seen um, and, and learning from some of the leadership styles, you know, being, being like I said, leading, leading from the front. Uh, and and I, I think I've been fortunate enough in, in my career to, to have come across some good leaders. Um, you know, I remember when I, when I started joining uh, company SAP, one of my first um, bosses, managers, you know, one of the things I will never forget, and I always tell people about that, is he, he whenever uh, he had to present um, any reports on how the brewery was performing or whatever the case may be to senior leaders, and he, he asked me to maybe help him put together the presentation, he would always just say that I need to put my name on there. Um, mm. as, 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 as either co-author or if I've done all the work, he said, no, just put your name because you are the one who did the work. So for me, that's something that has always struck with me. And I think it's something that I've carried also through the years to say, you need to give people the recognition. You need to make people feel valued. Um, and, 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 um, once you do that, people will also give back. You know, it's it's reciprocal. Where if you if you give them um, the the respect they need, they will give you the respect back. And for me, that is one of the leadership styles that I've actually um, I, I, I've, I've looked to try and um, and 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 what's the English word? 
<laughs> um, also live up to. Um, mm. Yes. <laughs> um, and I think, you know, um, you know, through the years, I've come across um, a lot of people that have, I like if you look at my parents, my father, for example, I mean, he is one of those most respected people in the community because he, he values people. Uh, he values the um, community. He values Ubuntu. And so I try and pick from the different people in my life uh, and the, the leadership values that I, I, I resonate to and, and, and always try to see how do I put those together and, and to create something that makes sense to me. I love that. Wow. So, Kazi, what a great lesson uh, to leave us with. And it it kind of struck me deeply when you said, you know, it's so important to give recognition and you will get respect in return. You know, I love that idea. Put your name on it and recognizing mm-hmm. the individuals that have supported you in getting to where you have gotten to. Um, I think that's such a valuable lesson, a lesson for anybody listening. And um, I love that you mentioned this idea of collecting the best values um, that you aspire towards from your father and those around you. Um, We always say at Lead Me that at the heart of leadership are a set of values. Um, We all have a set of values and and those values um, ultimately drive our behavior and they and they are directly related to our leadership style so it's so lovely to hear you speak about that and to mention how important people are and how much you value the community and and how much you value respect and recognition i can really hear those coming through um so it has been such a pleasure to chat with you today and I I just want to thank you so much for your time. I think our listeners are going to love this and they're going to learn a lot from your inspirational story. So thank you for sharing with us uh, today. Thank you so much, Jackie. Thanks for having me. Absolute pleasure. Go well and we'll chat soon. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed hearing about Tolokazi's journey as much as I did today. I found it inspiring to learn how women are in fact the dominant brewers in Africa and how as a brewer, being called by one's clan name is actually a sign of respect. The following themes deeply resonated with me from today's session. Focus on what you can control and not on what you can't. Be so good they can't ignore you. Ask yourself why not. Give recognition to your team where recognition is due. Put their names on it. This is how you will gain respect. The importance of Ubuntu and community. The importance of values in your leadership journey and how these can ensure you lead by example. Finally, keep your passion alive. This will drive you forward to achieve your North Star. All the best. Thank you, everyone.